Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Champion Gary Clark. You know what you got to tune into, right? You know where podcast is off the chain. President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Burgundy Network Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast. It is about dang time, Brian. We are here for a victory Monday, and it has been Woo! way too long. And this is probably the most unexpected victory Monday. And I'll, I'll say it. I've been harsh to the team. A lot of us have. And it just everything leading up to it, the timing is what makes this so unexpected, but yet so sweet. But, Brian, do you know what the most beautiful thing in sports is? What's that? It is Holly Holm knocking out Ronda Rousey. It's mm. Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. It is the That's miracle right. on ice. It is a good upset. You don't need March Madness. You don't need college football. You don't need UFC fights to get a good upset this season. And that's what happened. Washington takes down Brady. I'm going to call this episode. Go. Down goes Brady. So that leads me to our sponsor for the show, which is... And I told Brian before the show, I would love to see what a parlay would have looked like with Washington beating the Bucks and the Dolphins beating the Ravens the way they did this week. Like I said, just the timing is what makes it so sweet. And the best way to place all of your bets for all these upsets going on in the NFL this season is Bet Online, who is back and better than ever. With a brand new web interface, starting off with the college basketball season, like I said, is an awesome time to get in. If you're not, you know, good at betting on this NFL stuff, there's a lot of crazy things going on. But still, like I said, there's so much going on. Just head over to the website on your mobile device or your desktop and sign up today and use a promo code BELIEVE50. That is B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% bonus when you sign up. Like I said, guys, it doesn't matter. I love betting UFC fights. That's probably what I'm best at. And that's got all the action on bet online so just head over there get started today because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets bet online where the game starts and man where this game started brian was electric and it really reminded me of the chiefs game which i was actually at mm -hmm. the defense comes out on fire making big plays and then just kind of let it go the second half so this started i was like all right josh you know better don't get your hopes up don't know don't, don't get do them it. up don't, don't do get it them up. <laughs> They, Don't you do it? What's worse? The the only thing worse than just getting blown out by the the by the Bucks is like looking good, having a lead, and then just blowing it at the end, getting your hopes up. Mm -hmm. So I said, look, this is really going to tell a lot about this team, and we're going to talk about it. But it just really felt like that Chiefs game to start it out. We're at home. The defense is getting turnovers, interceptions, and I was like, all right, this is really going to tell us about this team. So let's get to it. Taylor Heineke, first off, I want to talk about him and his performance, how efficient he was Sunday. 
first off, what's your grade of how he was, you know, taking what the defense was giving him? I'll say there was a couple bad passes here and there on Sunday, but still kind of just seeing the evolution of let me not do this. Let me not do too much and try to be this hero and, you know, make these big plays. Let me just take what the defense is giving me and make something out of it. What did you really think about Heineke's performance this game? Yeah, I thought he was a really solid B, I would say. A really, really good B. And I think that you're absolutely right. I think that he just didn't put the ball in harm's way. Maybe that one at, at midfield that was tipped and, and DeAndre Carter came up with that should have been an interception. But you're absolutely right. He took what was there and uh, he made it happen. And, you know, you, there's a lot to be said about that. There could have been some easy interceptions that he threw. We saw him turn the ball over so many times over the last few weeks, and he was able to cut that down. I think he took some bad sacks. I think he even said that. And I still think I wish he would throw the ball away. I feel like he gets out of pressure, uh, you know, avoids near disaster and then still runs into something else. Just throw the ball away. I don't know that I've really seen him throw the ball away uh, all that much. So a really solid B, but he he made some really good throws when they, when it counted. And like you said, he took what was there. And there's not much more you can ask for. Uh, when you come out and you beat Tom Brady and you, you play better than Tom Brady, that's for sure. Yeah, and we saw the pressure on both sides, you know, from both teams early in the game starting out. Mm -hmm. And that's something it seems like, I don't know what it is, but Heineke against the Bucks, he knows how to do these crazy plays, roll out, duck these sacks and stuff like that. And Devin White still did his thing. Like, we'll talk about how oh, he was yeah. all over the Oof. field. Like, imagine having a Levante David and one, a Devin White on the field at the same time. Four, five, five, four, all over the place. You can't tell which one's coming, exactly. which one's going. No matter how you put it, it's a dirty number. So I just I noticed that early, and right off the jump, Jonathan Allen made his presence mm. known. I think that's what really went into a lot of these bad decisions by Brady, just getting there fast and saying like, "Hey, Brady, we're going to be in your grill all game long." Throwing the two interceptions, one not really his fault to Jalen Darden, uh, who's one of my guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, He's one of my guys from the draft this year, um, but just a bad play, you know, not really securing the ball and popping up William Jackson third, making a great grab at it. But the second one, it was, I would say mostly on Brady, you know, kind of throwing it behind Bob McCain, not dropping this one, Yeah, <laughs> which was big. So those two interceptions, what did you really see? Cause Bruce Arians said those were all on Brady and he's, he called them ugly. Um, I won't say it was all on Brady, but I will say it was mostly a lot of pressure that we were getting up the middle and then also some bad decisions from Brady and then some mistakes by his wide receivers too. What do you really think about those interceptions? I think Jonathan Allen had Tom Brady shook a little bit. I think he had him spooked yeah. and it's weird to say that about Tom Brady. You know, I understand the hate he gets, but I mean, I just, you got to respect the guy. I mean, he's unbelievable at what he does. And the fact that Jonathan Allen had him kind of shaking in his boots there. And I really think it was 93 almost exclusively just the way he was disrupting things. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta give tip your cap and tip another one to, to Jonathan Allen, what he did. Um, but yeah, to call them both on Brady was kind of weird for Bruce Arians. I feel like he was just kind of lashing out there because I don't know how that first one wasn't on Darden. I mean, secure the ball. Yeah. And then the, the hit by Cam Curl, I mean, that's not on Brady. That, that was an awesome hit and a nice diving effort by William Jackson III. But yeah, I just think the pressure from the beginning of the game uh, was the key. I think Tom Brady got a little happy feet. He kind of uh, was rushing throws before, you know, he had to, and uh, it, it made the difference. I, I, I was surprised. I thought Washington had gotten one or two sacks, but 
no sacks and they still were able to disrupt the game. That's huge. That is, that is awesome. And uh, you know, that's exactly what you want. And that's what we were expecting from this front four. And it all starts with Jonathan Allen and man, what a beast. And I'm thankful they locked that guy up because he is balling right now. Yeah. I mean, he makes a good bit of money and he's out playing his contract. Honestly, oh, I yeah. feel like, I feel like the defense really goes through Jonathan Allen, which is weird. Cause like being an interior defensive lineman, it's kind of like, you know, your job's like run stop. And if you get to the quarterback, great. Like if you're a great he, pass rusher in the middle like that, that's like above and beyond your job. There, there was a play early on in the game where, uh, you know, he was on at his typical in inside and, and the ball bounced out. I think it was some sort of running play. And he was over there so quick. He looked like a linebacker. I was like, this, this guy is unbelievable. The way he's able to cover ground, the way he's able to get upfield if he needs to track down a ball carrier, if he needs to, it's, it's unreal seeing him flying all over the place. And I mean, I know that he's had some good games, but this is one of his better games yeah. that I can remember. Yeah, and if you really watch the tapes, and I've been saying this all along, like what I really love about him and Deron Payne, even all the way back to Alabama, what they do so well is they get off blocks better than a lot of people. And it's not even just like how they do it. It's not even just technique. It's timing. Like if you watch, mm-hmm. they'll be like squared up with the lineman squared up, and they'll move the lineman where they want it to to like plug a hole if they have to right. or kind of like close a lane, and then easily like get off that block, just chop and, and spin move. It's not just – all right, let me get off the lineman and then like wait for something to happen. And like, oh, I'm here to like stop the running back. It's all like precise timing. It's it's like an art, honestly. Like yeah. if you really just dig into the tapes and watch how they do everything, it's crazy. Like you, you can bull rush, you can do spin moves, you can do all this, but to just know like, hey, this if I do this on this play, take away this lane. Like even if I don't get away from the blocks, I'm going to collapse the pocket, collapse the lane. I'm going to take this lineman with me and drag them across the line. So it's just you see how much of an impact they have and the edges they'll you know flash they get the sacks they get all these strip sacks you know flashy plays but i love that interior just Mm -hmm. dirty strong big man there's a lot of meat flying around the line so jonathan allen absolutely that leader of the defense like i said the, the defense just seems like it goes through that guy now on the offense we saw something that we don't see often and that is washington scoring early and keeping a lead and Washington score in all four possessions of the first half, which is unheard of, <laughs> by the way, if you would have told yeah. me that, I'm like, there is no way. And I pray it's all touchdowns. Now it wasn't, but still going up early and often and not playing from behind. Like they do every single week has such a big impact on this game. Right? Well, and I, I think it allows the running game to still be relevant. You know, it allows them to be balanced because like you said, they're not playing from behind the whole time, but you're absolutely right. I wish, you know, I wish they were four touchdowns, but but I'll take four straight scoring possessions any day of the week with how bad this team has been at times. Um, but going back to that Kansas City game, you know, that's kind of what made me think that Tampa Bay was going to hang around. The fact that you're only up, what, 10 points at the at, at halftime and you scored in all four possessions, you know, those field goals felt so empty. But, uh, you know, they, they flipped it around and and, and they, they made it happen. But, yeah, the, the offense – looked really good and they had been absolutely putrid in the red zone and they found a way to, to, to get it done there. And uh, you know, it's, it's hard to be real upset when you can be nitpicky, but uh, yeah, the offense definitely played probably its best game of the entire season uh, when it needed to for sure. Yeah. And like you said, it wasn't all touchdowns. It was a 46 yard field goal by Sly 
28-yard field goal, a dime to DeAndre Carter for that 20-yard touchdown, and then another 29-yard field goal uh, for Joey Sly. Once again, you notice an impact of a good kicker. I feel like, I know it's early, I don't want to jinx anything, but once again, like, these were the moments where Hopkins would miss them. Like, you're like, all right, we have Tom Brady and the Bucks where we want them. Like, we're putting, like, points on the board. We got an interception. Uh, Hopkins misses a 30-yarder. Like, we, we we should expect it. So, I think you also notice that in the team's confident when you come away with points in a drive. Like, a missed field goal just sucks out. Like, dude, if you're ever at the stadium when they miss a field goal, especially that Chiefs game, that one uh, missed field goal, like, was mm-hmm. it, like, the start of second half? Like we said, like that was the turning point of the game where like all right. momentum was just gone. Like you just feel it in the air. You're like, wow, all that for nothing. <laughs> and uh, then uh, the, the other team comes back. A field a field goal kicker doesn't matter until he matters, and and the, that's when he matters. And yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes your your drives stall out, but you got to be able to come away with three, and they were they were able to do that a, a few different times, and that's huge. So yeah. yeah, I'm all about the sly guy, and I hope that this is a, a big long run for him here uh, a great story and uh, it was nice Dude's to see too. yeah yeah he's <laughs> he's a real deal so yeah that was a lot of fun to watch and it was the first I, you can't get too worked up about a kicker you know excited one way or another but it, it was nice to see for sure yeah pretty pretty fly for a sly guy but yeah the dudes i would hate to get tackled by that guy on a kickoff like that dude was a unit i'm sure pat McAfee's a huge fan um <laughs> but like you said as a kicker you, you want to be the least talked about player because if you're getting talked about it's usually bad unless you're justin tucker and you're making like 80 yard field goals then you get talked about pretty often um so yeah tampa bay only had six points in the first half totally unprecedented that field goal at the end was really stupid by washington shouldn't have even been a thing to be honest with you um i felt right there as a feeling of like God, those are yeah. those three points that are going to come back and get us. Like, Absolutely. It just happened so like quick. Like, oh, let's just slide three more points in real quick before halftime. You're like, no. I saw that. Like, it's going to come back and haunt us. But it didn't yeah, really thought, turn out to be much. I thought for sure that Tom Brady was going to have the ball and need a touchdown or something like that. and Or, or, or only need a field goal when he would have needed a touchdown because of those three points there. Yeah, that, that was like, are you serious? It felt like that was the going to be the turning point that made it one another one of these games that would have was like oh that was an awesome first half but now here comes the I real washington chiefs. football team yeah just like the chiefs game like i said it had that feel so like second half i was like i'm not gonna think about it right whatever happens happens i'm not gonna get my hopes up and sure enough uh second half tom brady finds cameron braid of all people um touchdown makes it 13 to 16 game i was like all right this is it the comeback's coming three-point game there's no way we're gonna keep off tom brady like he's probably pissed off who knows what right. he does at halftime? He probably like the smelling salts. Like he's probably jacked up coming out here, ready to go. But once again, like you said, having that lead really let us run the ball, which I feel like we did very well Sunday. Like we didn't abandon it. We stuck with it. And that is huge for this offense. Like we can't have Heineke throwing like 50 times a game. Like you yeah. have to run the ball. And I know Gibson's been banged up. JD McKissick really isn't in that role. Sometimes Jared Patterson will get some touches. Hasn't really done much yet. But still, like, you have to stick on it. And one thing they said on the broadcast is, like, the reason why Ron loves these, like, just keeping with it. Like, it's a two-yard gain, two-yard gain. It gets followed by 10. Like, if you keep mm-hmm. pounding the rock and keep sticking with it, big plays are going to happen because Gibson is – he can do those big plays. I was thinking about it. It kind of reminded me of like a triple option offense, the running game. It felt like you, you're absolutely right. It was like two yards. They lost a few yards. They got a five-yard gain. But then he, he busted for like 15 yards. And it was like, that's exactly what you need out of your running game. You don't need every run to be 20 yards. You just need to 
have it be a threat to keep everything else available to you. And I thought they did just, just such a great job. I mean, they only averaged, what, 2.8 yards a carry, under three yards a carry for the game. They didn't even top 100 yards, but it just felt so effective uh, when they used it. I thought Scott Turner uh, probably didn't get enough credit for the game he called. I mean, they just feel like they, they called all the right plays at, at mostly the right time. I mean, obviously there were a couple of, like I said, runs that went backwards and stuff like that, but it felt like the, when they needed a yard or two, they were able to get it. And that's so huge in the NFL. And it's so huge against a defense like Tampa Bay, like we've already talked about, you know, White and David, those guys fly all over the place. And the fact that you were able to get effective uh, running plays out of it and, and churn up that clock, uh, it was huge. And I think it was the difference in the game. Yeah, Devin White, 18 tackles, two sacks, Oof. three tackles for losses, and three QB hits. Somebody said they were going to watch back and make sure there weren't two of them out there because that's what it felt like. It, it was really unbelievable. Did. Eventually, we'll have that, Brian. I promise. It's yeah. Cool. I mean, it's just you you notice a really good linebacker like a Devin White, Fred Warner, Darius Leonard type guy on the, on the field because their secondary is not good. Yeah. And their defensive line has not been good either, except for uh, Vita Vey, who went down. JPP, they're literally – he's not practicing at all this season, they said. He does not practice one time. He literally just plays the game because Jeez. he's so injury-prone. But, like, hey, you have such an impact. You might make a big play on Sunday. You're only going to play on Sunday. Like, just Give me 17 down. days. Give me 17 like, Sundays. But still, and like, their defense hasn't yeah. been that bad this season. It's just the secondary – I mean, they're down to like third string corners and safeties. It's it's bad. But that linebacker core has been like holding it together as much as possible. You're so right. And I think, uh, you know, going to the other side, Jamin Davis was kind of all over the place, not at, at the same level as Devin White. Oh, yeah. But you're so right that you notice really good linebacker play. And it's so obvious uh, that Washington hasn't had that. And it's not a knock on these. I mean, it is a knock on these guys. But Devin White is just such a freak. I mean, it would be so he would cover up so many weaknesses I mean, he was, he had what, two sacks. I mean, he was all over the place. He was popping wide receivers. I mean, he can hang with wide receivers. I mean, it's just, it's like, give me that, please, please. Yeah, a guy please. who can do it all like that. But, you know, even though Tampa Bay did score with Brait, it's, it's big to be able to answer back against big teams. You can fall over and just be like, all right, look, you know, we had a good first mm -hmm. half hitting the banner. We had a lead on the box, but no, like our offense said, look, you answered, we're going to answer right back. It was an impressive eight-play, 71-yard drive for four minutes and 25 seconds. We have a drive even better than that. <laughs> I know. I, I, we're, all, we're all thinking about the drive. Like, the drive at the end of the game is in the back of our mind. But that drive is so forgotten. Eight-play, 71 yards is nothing to, to slouch at. And you're absolutely right. To be able to punch back, that is, that's rare for this team to do. And, yeah, kudos to them for getting it done because you're right. It felt like it was time to fold and – Tom Brady was about to put up a 30 piece on you. Yeah. And Gibby punches it in one yard touchdown 23, 13. I was like, all right, look, we got this little bit of a cushion. Now we just can't screw it up. Like don't make any mistakes. And as soon as I said that, was it two drives mm -hmm. later, Dax yeah. Milne fumbles. Now I want to hear your thoughts on this. Cause I don't think it was Milne's fault. Cause if you look, he has the one hand on the ball and I mean, it's a boom, boom play. And he puts that second hand on the ball to where he's kind of covering up. And then it's just peanut punch from behind popped out fumbles it are you putting blame on Dax Milne for that play or no no I mean you, you got to hold on to the ball that's obvious but yeah it was so quick I like I was trying to see exactly where it came out like you're absolutely right it was a, it was such a quick play that I was like oh that's just unfortunate I just think it was it just 
it happens sometimes and it happens to a rookie. You could tell he, he honestly looked like he was about to cry on the sideline. Uh, if you're watching the, the, the broadcast, uh, which was a bummer, man. Cause it was, it was, did he pick up the first down or it was a, it was a good gain at least. Yeah. And, it was a good game. Yeah. And so I, I felt bad for the guy, but you got to hold on to it, but hopefully he learns from that. And, uh, you know, the next one he holds on to and, and, and makes the first down. But, yeah, that was a tough one. Hard to hold it against him, but it's still unfortunate. It, it felt like, again, g- jumping on that roller coaster, you know, you get some momentum and then you have that brutal turnover that we've seen them have. It feels like the Gibson fumble against the Chargers uh, and the yeah. Heineke interception against the Giants. You're like, right. this is that turning point in the game where, you know, it might cost us the game or it's going to come down to – two opportunistic field goal tries for mm-hmm. Dustin Hopkins on a Thursday night. Um, but, and it's, and Milton's actually like a really sure handed guy too. Like if you watched him like in practice and like training camp, stuff like this, like he, even back at BYU with Zach Wilson, like he's a really sure handed guy. So I, I hated that. Cause I didn't want people to get the impression like, Oh, this is Dax Milton. This is what we're getting. Like, no, he's actually really solid. I think he'll get more of a role. Um, moving forward, and uh, and I just checked. It was third and nine. He got nine yards, and that's when it got punched out. Ah, that's tough. You hate to see it, and that leads to Kittle Fuller's worst play of the game, who actually had a really good game up until then. Mike Evans, and he was complaining that Mike Evans was like grabbing his helmet and like swimming him, like behind him, like just doing like crazy moves on him. To me, it's just a really big Mike Evans bodying up a smaller corner who plays a lot of slot corner because he's small. So I was like, look. First of all, that's a mis- mismatch in my eyes. Mac, I mean, uh, Mike, Mike Evans, one of the bigger wide receivers in the NFL. It's going to happen. Like, these kind of plays are going to happen. You're not going to just shut out the Bucks. So that put it at 19 and 23. And that's when it sunk in. Like, this is it. Yeah. It's over. It's over. He, Tom Brady's going to dominate the rest of this game. Now, he, he, he tasted that lip, that touchdown to Mike Evans. Like, all right, I'm going to do this six more times. Well, and I don't I don't know if you remember them talking about on the broadcast. He was doing all this like window dressing, talking to the right side of the the the, the bunch he had over to the right, and they talked about it. And I think Cam Curl bought that. I think he was looking over that way, and it made him hesitate for just a second. Um, but yeah, I think Mike Evans just beat Kendall Fuller, and uh, you got to give your you tip your hat to to Mike Evans for that, and Tom Brady as well. And and you're absolutely right. It was like okay, this is what you know, the turnover and then here's Tom Brady and they're going to get a quick stop and they're going to score. And it was, it was fun while it lasted. Um, but they just kept beating the narrative. They just kept breaking, you know, the cycle, which was really nice to see. Um, but yeah, this, this felt like a definite game changer, but suck up missed the extra point, And I was like, Ooh, that could be, that could be yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's not us this time guys. Jokes on you. Yeah. Today. We're not missing the field goals this game because we have a kicker now. Um, and then that leads to, like you said, it's probably going to be known as the drive. Probably one of the most historic drives I can remember as a Washington fan. Certainly one of the longest. Um, so actually, their longest drive was back in 1991, I want to say. And it was 20 drives. I mean, 20 plays on the drive. So this is the longest drive since 1991. I'm pretty sure it's 91. Is it 91 or 93? I think that sounds right. Yeah, 91. Yeah, 91. So... First and off, and time wise, the longest drive in the NFL this season. Yeah. I mean, at the end of this year, or up until even to this point, if you just ask someone, ran you probably would say like the Ravens or the Chiefs or somebody put together the Washington Football Team put together the longest time drive of the season. Wild. 
Yeah, and I would have been like, it's got to be someone that just pounds a rock. Runs yeah, in, that's what exactly. I was the Ravens. Lamar Jackson gets a yard, a yard, and then hits a seven-yard game. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. You're right. There's nothing like, what do you compare this to? I mean, that's my lifetime, 1991, the, the longest drive. There's nothing that compares to that. Like, there's nothing that I can even think of, like a drive like that that stands out. I mean, it was unbelievable, and it, it I have no words. <laughs> To me, it was play calling and then just execution because, I mean, Scott Turner's been getting a lot of hate lately. I've I've never said anything bad about Scott Turner. Honestly, I think his play calling is great. I think he's been working with what he's got. You can say the same with Heineke. But the just the way that he called the plays to really help out Heineke, and there's two big, big plays that whole drive, and it was two third downs. It was Adam Humphreys to the left side, just a perfectly – place ball by Heineke right at the first down sticks like that play was drawn up that is the only read I guarantee if he had that whole play like he's like if it's not there then there's nothing there <laughs> like and, and I've said Humphreys it, from the from the jump and I've said it before I swear Adam Humphreys is not on the field until the fourth quarter I mean I like there are there 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 are screenshots and there are stills of him out there on other plays but I swear I don't see him till the fourth quarter and I'm okay third with that. Down, it's as as long as you get one catch for five yards and a first down on a big third down, I'm with you. I'm your I'm your biggest fan. Yeah, him and JD McKissick are like the clutchest players in yeah. the third and fourth quarter and third and fourth down. So they 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 like they look at the clock. They're like, nah, too soon. No, no, no. Second quarter, do it too quarter. soon. <laughs> no, it's only the third. Okay, fourth half quarter. times when come. they Here actually come out. Yeah, they don't. Right. They're not even on the field the first half. Um, and then secondly, Terry McLaurin, who played hurt, came in and out of the game. I mean, if who doesn't love Terry, if there was anybody out there that was doubting it, it was shame on you. But how could you not love him 10 million times more after this game? I'll say Terry McLaurin is my favorite Washington player since Sean Taylor. Easily. And I don't think it's close. Yeah. Easily. There's not another guy like, I mean, there's some old you know, historic guys it's, like Glenn Portis, Santana Moss, stuff like that. Loved him. But just the 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 way the guy acts, how hard he plays, like how how impressive he really is on the field with what he has to work with. Getting hit by a Mack truck the way he did hurt, like in an area where he's he's gonna be hurting today, like for mm -hmm. sure. To get that first down, like to me, just screamed like he wanted it so bad. And then just getting up. Tampa Bay got up slow and he just got up and just pounded his chest. Like he was like, yeah, you hit me. And like, you're the one on the ground still. Yeah. Uh, there's so a, just, there's a great screenshot of a guy on the Tampa Bay sideline that I don't think he could believe. Yeah. He could not believe that Terry came down with that and got a first down. Ah, oh, man. I love that, man. Someone said that he was looking at Terry. Like he was like the boogeyman. Like they're going to have nightmares <sighs> about him. And they probably are. Cause like that play is what really just sealed the deal. And I wouldn't have blamed him if you would have gone out with the collarbone, whatever it was. I mean, normally when you hear collarbone, you're like, oh, God, it's oh, broken. Yeah. That's it's done. Bad. There's yeah. never like a like, oh, he just bruised it. He'll be right back. You but, don't sprain a collarbone and like come back. <laughs> like it's broke usually. I mean, this guy. And then he takes an even harder. Ah, oh, this guy. Oh, I love 17. He put the team on his back, stepped up. Like you said, the longest drive since 1991 19 plays 80 yards 10 minutes and 26 seconds tom brady didn't even have a chance like he was just sitting there and you saw like the the picture where he was just like just looking at the field yeah just like what can i do like there's nothing he could do about it he was just handcuffed on the sideline stunned like that was yeah. one word to describe brady just stunned 
Yeah, and I think they were showing him warming up. They're like, oh, here comes the boogeyman. Here he is. He's warming up. And he got to warm up for 10 and a half minutes because you don't get to go on the field, Tom. (laughs) He's like, 10 and a half minutes you got to warm up. He's like, third down. Well, they got it. I guess we're going to practice some snaps again. (laughs) It's a long time. 10 minutes is a very long time. Someone said you can't even do that on Madden with the running clock. It is true. I I don't think you could. When I need to see how long it took of actual time. That's 10 and a half minutes of game time. And we that means running that Tom, the ball too. That means that Tom Brady was probably on the sideline for the better part of 20, 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. They, they basically just said, you sit down and we'll take it from here. There's commercials. I mean, we probably had like six media breaks. In well, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, Tampa Bay – you know, I, I was actually watching it with, with my wife and she even pointed out, she was like, they have all three of their timeouts. I was like, Ooh, that's, that's, you're right. You know, even if Washington goes down, let's say at worst kicks a field goal, they have three timeouts to go score seven points. But then all of a sudden Washington kept kept going and they had to burn those timeouts. That was the, to me, that was the biggest thing was that they made them yeah. burn all three of their timeouts. I, I mean, it was, it was perfect. It was chef's kiss. Yep, and then once again, Gibby punches it in to seal the game. And to me, there's obviously there's some bad this game we have to talk about. We'll talk about Chase Young. Mm. But to me, just seeing like how hyped that team was after he punched it in, I love Gibby. He's he's my second favorite on the team. I'll say I love everything about him, his personality, like when he scores, his dances and stuff he does. He's always so hyped to score. But you just saw the team just finally feel like a team like we've been saying mm-hmm. how all season long it just felt like a bunch of random guys running around right just guys like oh, i'm here to play I'm here to play football and it finally felt like it. even in the first gibby gibby touchdown when like heineke's like punching the air and everyone's hype like running to the end zone like this was the first time i've seen the team really just rally around each other and say like dude this is what we're doing let's keep doing it and like let's just put our foot on the throat and that's what I, that I, 10 minute drive was just putting their foot on tom brady's throat and saying like we're not gonna let you get up I think that drive was finally all the stuff that they had been working on, all the frustration, all the times that it didn't work out, you know, that they fumbled the ball away, that they, you know, something went wrong. It finally worked out for them. I feel like it was such a sigh of relief, like you said, for the whole team, for the whole fan base, uh, just like that, that for them to punch it in, not just, not just run it down and then kick a field goal or not just to run it down and then turn it over or anything, but actually punch it into the end zone was huge and much needed for uh for the fans for for the city but also like you said for those guys in the locker room it, it just it, it felt good yeah tom brady 23 for 34 220 two touchdowns but those two costly interceptions and heineke like we said very efficient wasn't like peyton manning or anything but just did what he had to do to win the game didn't have to go out there and play superhero 26 for 32, 256, one touchdown, no turnovers. Probably the biggest stat for him. Um, and then Gibson, 24 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. And, of course, Terry, six catches, 59 yards. Hurt, by the way, too. So you can put a little handicap on there. But DeAndre mm-hmm. Carter, three catches, 56 yards, and one touchdown. Like I said, impressive. Not only just on the kick returns, but his speed and how he catches these balls, how he can get separation. He was like flat out and nobody before we signed him mm-hmm. and he stepped up and really taking this opportunity from guys like Curtis Samuel being out Deami Brown, not coming on. Like we thought he would just being like, all right, well y'all aren't going to play. I'm going to try my best. And he's shown up. It seems like every single week 
Got to be impressed. And, of course, Sly didn't miss a single kick, so pretty much a flawless game. Like, I will yeah. say that is the most complete game I've seen Washington play since probably Pittsburgh last year. Like, maybe against – oh, I mean, the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, that's up there. But this one here against Tom Brady – off the bye, coming off a loss before that. It is unheard of. Like, no one said we had a chance. Right. Of course, there's, like, the optimistic fans. But, like, media, like, reality-wise, this was, like, the most improbable time to beat Tom Brady. Let's put it this way. I was fully expecting I, – I had been feeling sick all week. I was fully expecting it to be about over at halftime, and I could turn it off and get a nap in. But I am so glad I did not get a nap in. Let's go, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, this is, this is actually right. going pretty well. Well, I don't know what's in that Benadryl, but it says we're am winning. I, am I seeing this right? Tom Brady's got two picks in the first quarter? Yeah, you're like, you thought you were dreaming. Um, but, of course, like I said, we have to talk about Chase Young, torn ACL out for the season. It's, Montez it's, Sweat, we don't know when he's coming back, so these injuries are piling up. Chase still, Young going so down. unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Chase Young going down is like what makes this not a perfect 100. You know, it's like that. It, it, you know, obviously Chase Young is more than that. But in this specific instance, it's like that's the one downer. It's like the one little thing you're like, oh. Uh, and it's brutal that to, to, to lose him for the year because, you know, the stats weren't there. I get it. And, you know, you felt like it was underwhelming, but I feel like we're going to definitely see a drop off without him there. There's no question about it. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm excited for guys like Shaka Tony, who I have, you know, always liked back since Penn State. He's, you know, athletic guy. I, I've been waiting to get to see more of him because of how fast he is. And his arms are freakishly long. Mm -hmm. But still, like you said, and the timing of when it happens, like, obviously, the season's over for him. But you really thought you really think about next season because, you know, ACL tears, if it's six months, you're extremely lucky. You're looking mm -hmm. at more of like seven, eight nine months it really depends like if you have setbacks or something like that we're talking about next season now for chase young like we're talking about minicamp otas like maybe start a season like it's gonna that's gonna be the story next season is yeah. how is chase young gonna be after this and some guys come back from it i mean you see a guy like adrian peterson knock it out in like what four or five months to come back like he's a robot but still it's just this is gonna tell us a lot about chase young too and how he does his rehab you can say you have concerns because of our training staff. I wouldn't blame you. Like, do we have yeah. the guys capable of doing this? We had to send Alex Smith off to some military base in Texas because it was so bad. Um, so I just hope he, hope he comes back strong, and I'm interested to see how he really comes back next season. But like I said, sweats out probably another three weeks too with that uh, jaw fracture. So it's just really piling up mm -hmm. at the wrong time. And, you know, we said it – the healthiest of the NFC East teams is going to win the NFC East more than likely because you have all these games at the end. And yes, you know, we did beat the giants. So we have that extra little wild card in our pocket. Like, Hey, we've got mm -hmm. this one win that we can use. Like we have a, a head up on the giants, but if these injuries keep piling up towards the end of the season, you don't stand a chance, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you're, I mean, you're still, you know, this is a huge win and, you know, it's exciting at the time, but you got to kind of put it in perspective too. You're still three and six, you're still four games back of the Cowboys and you're absolutely right. You're not, you're not very healthy at all, especially on defense, which has struggled up until recently. Um, so yeah, it, it, it started to pile up and we, we kind of said it, you know, at the beginning of the year, is there going to, is there any depth to this pass rush? And we're about to find out, like you said, with Shaka Tony, with Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams, 
I mean, I like the potential, but we don't really know what, what, you know, those guys have. And uh, for as much as, you know, we wish Chase Young had the Miles Garrett, TJ Watt type numbers, he was still making an impact. I mean, you go back and watch the beginning of that game. He, he tracked down Leonard Fournette like it was nothing. He dropped into coverage and took away Chris Godwin on a, on a route. I mean, he That's just does do. special <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. The explosiveness, like, does that come back and what does it look like when he finally rehabs and it, it's going to be a, a while from now, but yeah, it kind of puts a damper on the parade. You know, it's like, ah, man, what a huge win. And there's nothing to take away from that win. I'm still excited. I'm still pumped. I can't believe they beat Tom Brady and suck it, Tom. But at the same time, you're thinking about the rest of the season. And it's like, ah, man, that stinks. Cause you'd really love to be able to build off it. And instead you're, you're going out there with your third and fourth, best pass rushers um for, the, for, like, for at least another month like you said you you really get to see what you have you know jason smith williams william bradley king shaka tony like i i feel really good about those guys like i'm not so down like obviously I hate the injury but i i'm confident in our you know edge rotation i'm excited to see what we have casey two hill same with him um but obviously the season goes on and next week we are traveling to carolina Ron's reunion, he gets to see Cam Newton, has, who had some shots at him this week, which yeah. uh, I'm excited about. It's a completely different Panthers team, like just watching them against the, the Cardinals. So I'm excited to talk about this. And obviously we have a special guest. So let the let the fans and listeners know exactly what we're getting next week. Yeah, we're going to have Carla Gebhardt back on. She was on with us last year leading up to the Washington-Carolina game. And we probably would have tried to get her on, but it just – it feels even more special, like you said, like Cam Newton back. It feels like, ooh, this could be – this could go a whole bunch of different ways. You got to think Ron Rivera's got to want to win in Carolina. Uh, and, you, and like you said, Cam Newton's got to want to stick it to his his old coach. So we'll talk to Carla, who's uh, up there in Charlotte or down there in Charlotte, depending on where you're at. <laughs> down for me, up uh, yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So – Excited about that and kind of get the the pulse. It's it's got to be electric there with Cam back in the mix and especially with how well he played. So that'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, I love Charlotte. I'm excited for all the fans going, um, traveling to that game because I love Charlotte. I've been there for a couple of ACC championship football games. Um, great atmosphere. Just love the city. When I was living in Myrtle Beach, it was only like an hour and a half, two hours from me. So I'd go there all the time. Um, and once, like you said, Cam's back. He let everyone know about it. So I'm excited to talk about that this Wednesday night. And we'll release that. Uh, thir- Thursday morning, Wednesday night, it'll be available on all the podcast platforms and YouTube. So subscribe. And like I said, guys, the podcast is presented by Bet Online, and we'll talk about some bets for the Panthers Washington game coming up on Wednesday night. Brian, it was a pleasure. Enjoy this one, but it's back to work against That's right. Carolina. That's right. Peace, brother. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.